Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Monday morning filling in for Big Daddy Graham. A lot of stuff to get to uh, throughout the course of the show tonight. Obviously, um... Another frustrating Eagles loss. It feels like Groundhog's Day. That It feels like every time I'm coming in on a Sunday night, that's how I'm opening the show, with another frustrating Eagles loss, or in one case, a tie. Uh, you did have one uh, win a couple weeks ago. Um, but the Eagles lose the Ravens Sunday, 30-28 to at the link. Uh, fans in the stands for the first time uh, this season. A limited number, but they could still be heard at times during this one. Um, especially with how poorly uh, the team played at some moments. But uh, clearly a lot to get to from this game, a game that appeared to be lost early. You know, the first half was hideous. Uh, it It was as bad as this team has played all season, and they have played really poorly at times this season. Um, down 17 nothing at the half, missed opportunities all over the place, end up down 24 to 6 after a Lamar Jackson touchdown run and then you know a, a furious comeback an improbable comeback late in this game goes from 30 to 14 to 30 to 28 in what seemed like the blink of an eye um all that before a missed two point conversion late we will get to that call which i didn't understand at all the play call uh, to go for that two-point conversion. We'll get to the other two-point conversion, too. I had heard Ricky talking with Stephen Egg Harbor earlier. We'll get to the early one, which I didn't agree with going for two at that point, but it's simple addition and subtraction here. It, it didn't end up mattering, okay? Like, it, the Eagles made it the next time. It's the same as if they kicked the extra point the first time, kicked the extra point the second time. So I see a lot of people at the end of the game saying, well, if the Eagles had... Uh, if the Eagles had just kicked the extra point the first time, they would have only needed one at the end. No, they scored four touchdowns. They ended up with 28 points. That's exactly what would have happened if they had never gone for two. So, uh, you know, I think that's important to understand that, and it's pretty simple math here, that it didn't affect the game at all. But we'll get to that um, a little later on. But the missed two-point conversion at the end, the play call I did not understand one bit. Um, Ravens get the onside kick. Defense can't get a stop. 
And that's it. And I think similarly to last week, you can look at this game multiple ways. There were certainly plenty of negatives, as there have been in every game this year. But there were positives. There's no doubt about that. Especially the way this team, and really this quarterback, continued to fight in the face of adversity, more significant injuries for this team to to critical, critical players. But they continue to fight. They continue to play. They, they, they somehow keep themselves in this game. Carson Wentz getting hit a ton, but he hung in there and, and in many ways willed this team back into this game. So there are some positives for sure if that's the way you choose to look at it. And last week, that was the way I viewed it. I came in after that game against the Steelers last week, and, and as disappointing as it was, I felt pretty good after that game, to, to be quite honest with you. As Carson Wentz had been my greatest course of concern after the first four weeks of the season, certainly the first three, I didn't think he was great against San Fran, thought he was certainly better, um, but to see him play the way he played in Pittsburgh last week, that kind of eased my greatest concerns with this team. The defense was terrible, but I was confident that they would play better. And for the most part on Sunday, they did. There were some breakdowns, and the linebackers continue to be a massive issue with this team. But for the most part, I thought the defense played okay on Sunday. They weren't great. Um, But against that offense, against a dynamic player like Lamar Jackson, uh, I thought they did... uh, an okay job. I thought they did a decent enough job to win that football game. But I don't look at things as optimistically today as I did a week ago at this time. Because this is a bad football team right now. And, you know, last week the defense was terrible, as I said. You ran into a hot quarterback in Big Ben, and sometimes as frustrating as it is, you're going to have those kind of days. Like, some days the offense is just going to stink or the defense is just going to stink. And yeah, you're going to have to go back and correct it, but those kind of things are are going to happen. And was last week a winnable game? Yeah, it was a winnable game. Um, But the defense had a really bad day, but I saw enough to make me feel pretty good about where this team was and where they could potentially end up going. But this game on Sunday should have been won. Like, this game on Sunday was way more winnable for the Eagles. And not, not you know, going into the second half, I certainly didn't feel that way. But you look at, even with how poorly the Eagles played in the first half of this game, Baltimore didn't play well either. Like, that is a Baltimore team that probably played a D-plus game for them on Sunday. They were not good. That is one of the top, what, three, five teams in the NFL. They had a ton of penalties. They had their own issues on both sides of the ball. They did not have a good game. And they were there to be had on Sunday. And I thought the Eagles had a shot to win this game because of Baltimore's recent schedule, coming off two games against Washington and Cincinnati. I thought there was a chance they'd come in here a little sleepy and they could be had. And they were there to be had on Sunday. 
and the Eagles couldn't get the job done. And I know we will talk about what happened late and the two-point call and some other things that happened in the second half, and rightfully so. But make no mistake about it here. This game was lost in the first half. In my voice cracked there. That does not that does not happen very often to me, Kyle. So much passion. I I, I talk on the air I, pretty often. I, I, I've never heard you do that. Actually. Yeah, that very rarely happens. Called me off guard. A little embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just don't ever do it again. Yeah, Kyle Quinn um, producing tonight. But this game came down to critical mistakes in the first half. Mistakes that, that, that this team just can't make. And not just against a good team like Baltimore. Against any team. You can't make the mistakes that the Eagles made. And as I told Ricky during the crossover, I look at three plays from the first half of this game. And, this, and in so many football games, a few plays is what it boils down to. And I don't even look at the second half here. I'm looking at the first half and the three plays that put the Eagles in this major hole that they didn't need to be in. You know, it was great the offense got going late. It was great they mounted a comeback. But they should not have been in that situation. And the three plays I look at, Eagles down 7 nothing. The offense isn't doing anything. They are struggling to move the ball. They are struggling to gain yardage. They are not getting any kind of first downs, any kind of movement whatsoever on the offensive side of the ball. So obviously, you want to get the offense going, but what you cannot do in that situation is turn the football over. Carson Wentz runs on the play, gets stripped, Baltimore recovers, that sets them up for a touchdown, and boom, it's it's 14-0 very quickly. Can't happen. You know, and that's not... A play calling thing that that that's a ball security thing. Carson Wentz needs to be better in that spot securing the ball. You cannot turn the ball over in that spot and put your team in that kind of negative situation. That's seven points right there. A seven point swing right there. Play number two. Eagles finally get a drive going. They are down deep in Baltimore territory. Carson Wentz makes a throw to the end zone. Now, I don't know if the throw was a little inside. Don't know if Sanders turned the wrong way. What exactly happened? But he still ended up getting turned to a spot where you got to make that catch. You have to make that catch. Miles Sanders drops the ball in the end zone. Eagles end up going for a fourth down. Do not convert. That's seven more points taken off the board. So that's 14 points that you have essentially cost yourself in two plays. You get the ball back at the end of the half after you get a stop. Get a very fortunate roughing the passer call. Send on Jake Elliott for a field goal. And Jake Elliott misses a critical field goal that could have at least gotten you on the board, at least given you something to feel positive about going into halftime. Could have taken it down from a three-score game to a two-score game. And as we saw in the end, that missed field goal turned out to be very critical and very important. Those three plays, that's where the game was lost right there. You know, and we'll look at the two-point conversion late. We'll look at the Eagles not getting a stop on Lamar Jackson um, 
on the uh, final possession where, I mean, everybody knew he's running a bootleg on that play. Everybody knew Lamar Jackson was going to take off around the outside except the Eagles' defense. That was frustrating. Um, But this game was lost in the first half by a team that continues to make these types of critical mistakes that just kill you week after week after week. And we'll point to Doug. We'll point to the injuries. Whatever you you want to look at, but that is where this game was lost. Three plays responsible for a 17-point swing. And yeah, the comeback was great, and Carson's toughness was great, and the way this team continued to fight is encouraging to see moving forward. But this is a game that Baltimore did not come in ready to play. They didn't. This is a game the Eagles should have won. And it continues to be a a running theme here where the Eagles are putting themselves in these holes. They're putting themselves in these bad situations. They're making too many mistakes early in football games that are back-breaking plays. When you look at a fumble to set up a touchdown for Baltimore, a drop touchdown pass you end up getting no points out of, a missed field goal. You're spotting a team like the Ravens 17 points. You don't deserve to win when you do that. And if you just clean up some of that stuff, um, this game looks a lot different. But those are the mistakes bad football teams make. And the Eagles exhibit way too many qualities of a bad football team right now, regardless of the injuries. Regardless of the play calling. There are too many big mistakes that are happening. And I want to know how you feel after another, I guess, mixed performance. Like, it's a loss, and I think most of us expected the Eagles to lose this game. I I, I kind of thought it would go similarly to this, where the Eagles would cover and lose, and that's what happened. But after watching it, this one really stings. Because this is a game against a top team that you had every opportunity to win. Baltimore was trying to give this game to you. And the Eagles tried to take it, but when you make these kind of mistakes early, you make these kind of errors to put you in in that kind of hole, you just make it too hard on yourself. And the Eagles are making it too hard on themselves right now with careless play, sloppy play, and not taking advantage of of big-time opportunities to either get points or prevent points uh, from the other team. 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494, if you want to get in. Um, I said I'd feel okay if the Eagles played close, uh, but I, I don't. I feel worse after this game. I feel worse today than I did after the Pittsburgh game last week. Even though the Eagles end up playing what on paper will end up being a closer game against a better opponent. You know, that was a Pittsburgh team that I thought played pretty well against the Eagles last week. This is a Baltimore team that didn't play well. And uh, the Eagles just dug themselves too big a hole, and that's what bad football teams do. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Um, when we get back, we'll, we'll hear some sound from Doug Peterson uh, and uh, talk about some of what Doug had to say after the game and get to more of the 
Eagles in their first half issues because uh, first halves are putting them in really bad situations, both sides of the ball, and uh, they need to get it cleaned up immediately. I mean, you're 1-4-1. I don't care if you're in a bad division or what. Uh, this season's almost halfway over, and the Eagles need to figure this thing out right now. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. I'm Tom Kelly. Kyle Quinn producing tonight. Open lines start the show right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham on a Monday morning. If you want to get in, open lines right now to start the show. 215-592-9494 is how you join in. I want to know how you're feeling after this one. I mean, 1-4-1, one, one, obviously, is not where you want to be. That's not breaking news here. It's not. Uh, no, yeah. You don't want to be 1-4-1 one, one after six games. Um even though that tie looks better and better every week. I don't know. And one. Yeah. It's, we, we said the one didn't look good a few weeks ago, Kyle. I, I don't know. Now I'm, I'm – I'm, uh, hey, at least it's not a loss. Maybe you – it's just expectations have changed It's now. starting to just look slightly better than that four in the loss column. Right. I mean, it could be one and five. That's very true. You know, so at least it's not that. Um, but I want to know how you're feeling after this one. It, 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 this game bothered me – more than the Steeler game. Because you're, you ran into a Steeler team last week. Big Ben's playing well. Uh, you know, uh, the defense was terrible. Schwartz had a terrible game. And as frustrating as it was, those kind of things are going to happen from time to time. They're, they're going to happen. Where one of your, your units just has a bad day. And last week, the, the defense just had a, a, a terrible Terrible day. And unfortunately, it cost this team a win. But on Sunday, you you did not get a good version of the Baltimore Ravens. Like, Baltimore's a good team. They didn't play well at all on Sunday. And, and I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen, where they come out, you know, they've had a couple ho-hum weeks, which you'll see sometimes. Team just beats Washington. They beat Cincinnati. They're kind of rolling, and you know they kind of coast into Lincoln Financial Field. And I thought they were there to be had, and they were there to be had. But the Eagles, as as much as we're we're going to want to talk about the second half, and we will get to that part of it, and what Carson Wentz did in the second half, which was very impressive, and the way this team kept fighting, we know they're going to keep fighting. They always do, and that that is a an important. Uh, you know, characteristic for a football team to have. But what's also becoming a characteristic of this football team is making just backbreaking mistakes that put you in significant holes. Like last week, Eagles dig themselves a big hole against Pittsburgh. Uh, the Cincinnati game, they they are, I think, at one point a double digit. Um, they're losing by double digits in that game. They, they just continue to make these kind of mistakes, and that is emblematic of a bad football team. And I was hoping that even if you lost, we weren't going to see that on Sunday, that we were going to see a decent effort. And it goes deeper than just the injuries and some of the replacements we're in. That Jamon Brown guy is awful. 
I never want to see him on the field again. Unfortunately, I think I will see him out there oh, Thursday night. We're going to have to. I mean, when you heard that Matt Pryor was going to be out, you're like, all right, like he's not been that good. Like this Jamon Brown guy, right. you know, he probably can't be much worse, but he was probably like 10 times worse than Matt Pryor. Oh, he was awful. He was I, so I, bad. He, he he was he was really bad. But the 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 three plays that I brought up in the first half, like they weren't things that were caused by you know, a Jamon Brown or a replacement player. You know, you're talking about mistakes by Carson Wentz, Miles Sanders, and then the kicker, who we'll get to him later on, who has killed you this year in big spots. Killed you. But you can't have those kind of mistakes where three plays end up turning this game 17 points. You're not going to give yourself an opportunity to win that way. And right now, I don't feel very good about this football team. I'm not... I'm, I don't know how you could. Like, you could take moral victories in losing by two to the Baltimore Ravens. I don't take a moral victory in that because Baltimore didn't play well. And uh, this was a game the Eagles should have won. If they came in and did the right things and were were ready to go and just, you know, did fundamental things the right way in the first half, they would have won this game and they probably would have won it going away a little bit. Uh, Kyle, I want to know, how do you feel after this game? Are you as frustrated as I am, or do you look at it a little more optimistically that the Eagles were able to hang in with this Baltimore team? I mean, I you know, right after the game ended, I was like, okay, you know, like there's definitely some good takeaways from that game, like, you know, the way they fought back and stuff. No, but, I mean, you're right. It almost seems like every single game, there's almost like multiple games within the game, and one of them where the Eagles are totally just pooping the bed. And, you know, like the first half where we've like ended with like negative yards and then the second half where they're, you know, their backs are against the wall and they're they're scratching and clawing their way to get back. But I mean, you can't take moral victories two weeks in a row, can you? No, no. I mean, that's so this one. Yeah, this one hurts for me just as much as it does for you. Yeah, no, no, it hurts. It hurts bad. And no, what else hurts. I just get a tweet from uh, Nick, Nick Zangar Zingaro. Um, and he he just reminds me, he said the radio dot com app has that that voice crack forever that this, this voice crack is going to bother me all night yeah you know what i mean now that he mentions it i should probably go cut that out oh Later. well yeah go, go ahead go ahead <laughs> make sure you make sure you send it to angelina yeah i was, I was just gonna say that yeah uh, i'm sure he'll enjoy it if he's not listening right now he's usually listening when he's not working um yeah. for somebody who hates me and my show as much as he does he does listen quite a bit maybe he's a fan of uh kyle quinn Okay. Uh, maybe he is. Hey, how could you not be a fan of Kyle Quinn? Kyle Quinn's great. Uh, 215-592-9494. We'll hear from Doug Peterson in a moment here. First, let's talk to Dave and Cherry Hill. What's up, Dave? Hey. Yeah, really disappointing loss to me. Very sad. Uh, I'd like to bring up a couple plays that probably won't be mentioned uh, by many other callers, and maybe it's even just in my mind. Uh, first, though, the decision to go for two on the first touchdown, uh, I think there was nothing to gain and everything to lose. Uh, Baltimore's defense was really fresh. I mean, you did had no expectations of making that, and it was a morale killer. You earned a seven points and you got six. Well, Dave, which, but Dave, in the end, it didn't it didn't matter at all. How do you know the, the No, I do know because the momentum of the game would have been different. No, I mean because they kicked an extra point. I, I don't think extra points really provide a ton of momentum. Well, like I said, they were coming from behind, and they were looked like they were beaten. Here's they, they earned seven points and didn't get it. Okay, like I said, you probably wouldn't agree with me on that. Uh, 
The other one is a one play that I'm sure nobody would mention, and maybe is in my own mind, was uh, the the Ertz pass across the middle in that first half again that killed momentum. He's coming across the middle, and it looked like a drop pass, but then they showed the replay, and uh, the defender was holding his left hand. It appeared like he had no chance to catch the ball, and. Uh, it, it just didn't seem like they. It seemed like the refs missed an obvious call. Well, I, I'm, I don't remember that one being an obvious pass interference, Dave. But there were two. Um, I think it, the Eagles ended up scoring a touchdown on this drive anyway. But there were two pass interferences clear. I think in the end zone they didn't call um, that they missed. But yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was an all right officiated game, but they definitely missed missed a couple things. Yeah, well, and and I'm not as. As angry as you are about the uh, Ertz, the, the uh, Wentz turnover, because he was trying hard and he was trying too hard, and the thing was that uh, they were holding him up, and and he had he had a good grip on the ball. It wasn't careless. That well, was I mean, just a good Baltimore defensive play. They got two strong hands on that ball and they ripped it out, and uh, that was a tough play. Yeah, Dave, I appreciate the call. Thanks. Uh, I mean, uh, I know he's trying hard, and I know there are a lot of injuries out there. You can't keep turning the ball over at this kind of rate. It's just, it's not, it's not sustainable. It's not. And I, I, I trust me, I don't want to make this a Rip Carson Wentz show. After the the way he played, obviously, that's not the 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 top concern here. But it is a concern that we will. Get to more, you know, in the three o'clock hour because you you got to protect the football. Like that was a big play, and yeah, it was a good play by Baltimore's defense going after the ball. But you got to secure. Like you can't you can't fumble. You can't fumble. You can't have these turnovers. And every week, you know, he's committing these turnovers that are costing the team. And that that's not. And that's not an, an anti Carson Wentz statement. That's not a you're a Carson Wentz hater because you criticize him at all. No. Like, you cannot continue to turn the ball over. What does he have? Eleven turnovers through six games? It's yeah, it's something really brutal. Yeah. And I mean, there were several other balls that very easily could have been intercepted in this game. Some of me got hit because the line wasn't good, but you gotta protect the ball better. Uh, and that 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 I don't think that's really a controversial take, no, if you will. It's not, and you know, a lot of there's a lot of comparisons going around from you know how Carson Wentz started this season versus how he finished last year. But I mean, if you remember, I mean, this is this is what Carson Wentz does. He has like one or two backbreaking turnovers in the game, and then just kind of somehow does enough for you to be in the game at the end. I mean, think about the Washington game at the end of last right. season, the fumble at the end, like in the fourth quarter, which almost, you know, almost ruined our whole season. But but you know what? You know, you end up winning those final two games against Dallas and New York, though. Right. I don't think he turned the ball over in either of those uh, I, No, you're right. I think he did probably play a pretty clean game. In that. Right. So, uh, you know, that's that's something that, that really needs to get cleaned up. Like, the heroics are great. Uh, bringing him back in the second half – is is awesome to see and it's fun to watch, but that was a big play and that put you in a big hole and it's the type of hole you can't afford to dig yourself um, against a team like the Ravens. Uh, let's go to John in Germantown. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on, man? It's a shame that Wentz get this criticism 
when the defense is giving up 30 points two consecutive weeks. Like, the offense have no one. Literally, only Winston Kelsey. And to put up 28 points in two defenses that's considered number one is amazing. But the defense just can't hold anybody. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Carson Wentz plays his behind up, but he made one mistake because he got nothing to work with yet. He get criticized. Jim Schwartz is off the hook again. Nobody talks about his defense again. It's unbelievable. John, this is I mean, I'm just saying he can't fumble the ball. Like that is that is that really that controversial? My point is, is that, that really no, that I'm much of a saying, hater comment here? He's doing, Come on, John. If you told me Carson Wentz will fumble the ball once and put up twenty points, I would say he's gonna win the game. But the defense gave up thirty, so that that's irrelevant. Yeah, but seven, the, but John, go for two the first but John, touchdown. that fumble directly led to seven of those thirty points, did it not? So why they got? All right, that's what I'm saying. So the the kicker missing all these kicks don't have nothing to do with losing. Joe, I just going for two don't got nothing to do with losing. It's John, this fumble that has everything to do with losing. John, I've been on the air for thirty minutes. I've got a long way to go here. I'm getting to all that stuff. I'm sorry I didn't hit everything in the first half hour of the show here. He's throwing pick six, man. He's still one of the game because his defense not putting him in that position. Everybody makes mistakes. You can't just keep blaming one man for all of these mistakes in the game. He can't cover all these mistakes. Are you not listening to what I'm saying, John? I did not blame Carson Wentz for this loss. I did not blame him for this loss at all. I said he had one critical error that contributed to this loss. What about that statement is false? Is is that a false statement? All right, all right. When I called the radio, that's all I heard. So I don't know what you talked about before. I'm just saying the defense has to be talked about, man. Like, we we giving up 30 points like a game. We can't sustain that. I agree. I, I agree, John, and I appreciate the call. I'm not trying to – I mean, I, I'm just – I'm not blaming Carson Wentz for losing the game. That's not what – I didn't think that was what I was saying. Is that – I don't know. Is no, that how I, you interpreted it? No, no. I think people people get sensitive. People you know? are – and it's both ways, too. <laughs> it, it's Carson Wentz is viewed just – like – I, I I tweeted something last week that he was great, and then I get a ton of hate on that. Like, oh, you're oh, not allowed to do that. It's terrible. No, you got to like, stick with one thing, man. You're not I allowed mean, to change your opinion yeah. based on new information. Yeah, this yeah. This is not how this works. No, it's just like he made a bad mistake in the first half that contributed to the Eagles um, losing the game in a significant way. Uh, you know that that did happen. Um, but he also played very well in the second half, brought the team back, and I give him a lot of credit for that. Just saying, the turnovers got to get cleaned up. That's all. Uh, you know, that, that's pretty much, uh, pretty much all I was trying to get at there. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Um, and I want to play some sound here from Doug Peterson uh, as – Doug spoke after the game, and Doug was a little, I guess, testy might have been the word. That's It's been a theme. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you're one, four, and yeah, one. That'll do it. That will do it. Um, but uh, Doug uh, spoke after the game, and here he is on uh, whether there are any positives that he can take away from this despite the loss. And I get that. Like, I I get being proud of your guys for fighting back in this game. Doug Peterson should be proud of that aspect of things here. 
And I know you're dealing with injuries, and this team did fight hard um, in a game where they easily could have quit and said, this one's over, we'll get ready for Thursday night, especially on a short week. Um, A lot of teams would, you know, kind of give up in that spot. That being said, you know, you can't use that as an excuse, and you can't use that as a crutch because the Eagles aren't 1-4-1 because of the injuries. You know, they're 1-4-1 because of these critical mistakes that they're making at critical times. And, you know, take whether it's setting the opposition up for points in your own end off turnover or not taking advantage of your own opportunities, you know, you've had instances on both sides the last couple weeks where the interception last week uh, in your own zone gave Pittsburgh an opportunity for a touch. Now, I said before, flag should have been thrown on that play. Do not bite my head off for that one. It, it was an interception. Flag should have been thrown on the play. I didn't put that one primarily on Carson Wentz, but it was still a turnover. Um, the fumble in this game, very similarly. You give away seven points. Uh, last week, Hightower letting a ball go through his arms in the end zone. This week, Sanders dropping a touchdown in the end zone. Both weeks, Jake Elliott missing critical field goals. You know, these are things that got to get cleaned up, and these are things that are not just a byproduct of, of injuries. And I still want this team to make the playoffs and have success, but a lot of these issues that they are having are self-inflicted. A lot of these issues are of their own doing, and these problems are of their own doing and just not executing in situations where they need to execute. And the first halves are becoming um, a a massive issue uh, for this team as well. We'll talk about that a little more next. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Also see Kevin and Trenton. Kevin, you'll be first right after the break. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This game was lost in the first half. Kyle, I, I, I hate you. I hate you. Why, why, why do you have to do that to me? You that put, sounded you put it in my even, head. It sounded even worse. Uh, but you could play, play, why don't you play that again? Uh, that, that, was, that was really bad. This game was lost in the first half. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that was my voice cracking in the first segment of the show. I, I'm telling it like that. Obviously, we talk a lot here. We're gonna have hiccups and stuff. And I know I have some vocal tics that I, I have that annoy myself. I hate listening to my own voice. Like I, I was I, never a fan either. <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, of my voice, of your or your own? I was, I was of mine. With okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I man, that that was pain. That is painful to listen to. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. I'm, I'm sorry, I did you dirty like. Oh that, no, but. it's fine. It's it's fine. Uh, I, I don't mind. Jack Fritz still plays um, me messing up in an update. You're probably finding his folder. Oh, I stumble over, uh, you know, a word in a sports update. Not oh, one of my finest you know, moments. You know Fritz is going to jump on oh, that. Oh, of and course. Now, of course, of course, Mike Angelina has some ammo. So. Yeah. Oh, my. Man, that is that – is, that, that's bad. That was a bad one right there. That hurts me. I'm supposed to be a professional broadcaster. That was not very professional. This game oh. was lost – 
in the first half. Oh my god. That is that is man, that is uh that's pretty embarrassing. Uh 215-592-9494 if you want to get in and mock me for my uh my voice cracking. It's a quick turnaround this week, not just for the team, but for me. Like tonight we'll spend the night um dissecting this game, but tomorrow night is is the last time I'm on before Thursday. So we'll be previewing Eagles Giants. We might not know who's going to be playing suiting up, but I'll, you know, give you my keys to the game and my prediction tomorrow night uh, because it, it's a quick turnaround here. Do any of them involve Jason Kroom? No. I, I, I was wondering, like, keys to the game. I was watching the game with my brother, and, like, he was so, it was so funny how not only did nobody know who he was, the Ravens, like, didn't even all, know he was on the field. pointing at each other like, wait, uh, this guy's on the field? He runs, like, right out to the flat, and... Nobody even seemed to know he was there. Like, I was half expecting when they showed the replay him to just run out of the tunnel right there and just, like, <laughs> yeah, end up in the end yeah, zone. Pop in. Um, because he was so wide open. But uh, congratulations to, to Jason Kroom. I'm assuming it was his first uh, NFL touchdown. I reception. think it was. Yeah. You know what? I So I looked him up, and apparently he had, I think, like two snaps against the Steelers last week. Really? Where did he play college? Uh, Seems like a Mississippi State guy. I don't know why I... Yeah, I, well, I think they had a better head coach. not snipe that. I think they had a former head coach named Kroom. Maybe that's why I'm thinking that. Um, but yeah, and you know, touchdown reception for Jason Kroom. He was uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, okay, that was close. Right conference. Um, so uh, he he scored one of the Eagles touchdowns, and it is amazing what they are out there with right now. It's 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 worse than the end of last year. And in that regard, yeah, you're not going to rip Carson Wentz. And, uh, like, you're, you, what Carson Wentz is doing with these guys is is incredible. Um, but they need to find a way to get things going earlier in games. And a lot of that's on the coach. I I didn't think Doug did a great job early. We'll get to Doug's comments on the first half um, in, in a couple minutes here. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Kevin Trenton. What's up, Kevin? Yo, man, I, I tend to agree with you, man. Uh, I'm going to tell you why, man, because most of our wounds are self-inflicted, especially in that first half. I mean, you know what I mean? that uh, I, 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 I just don't get it, man. It's like whatever the game plan is, is not working. No, I mean, you know? that that's the most frustrating part to me, Kevin. Like last week against Pittsburgh, the Eagles didn't play great, but Pittsburgh played really well. Like, I look at this game, Baltimore, they they didn't play well in this game at all. They didn't play well in the first half. There's no reason why the Eagles should have been down 17 nothing at half. And, you know, when you take oh, – when, when I take you through kind of the three critical plays in my mind, which were the fumble to set up Baltimore touchdown, Miles Sanders drop pass in the end zone, and then the, Jake Elliott, and then the Jake Elliott missed field goal. I mean, there's your 17 nothing deficit right there. Hey, what's wrong with Jake Elliott? All of a sudden, it's like this guy is just some rookie cooker, kicker that just came out of college or something. I mean, you know, isn't he the guy that made the kick against the Giants a couple years ago, whatever that was? Uh, remember that long yeah. field goal? And in yeah. general, he's been pretty consistent, but I'm worried, Kevin. I'm absolutely worried. I mean, if you can't rely on him to make big kicks, uh, you got to look. You got to look elsewhere. And I wouldn't so, be surprised if the Eagles brought a couple guys in to try out this week. So, I think they should. So, uh, so I should thank the Lord that I got to see the Eagles win the Super Bowl because it, it, for the way it looks now, man, it don't look like they're going to win another one before uh, 2024 or something. You know what I mean? Well, uh, I mean, you never say never. I mean, 2017 kind of came out of nowhere, um, but I, I would not 
place a wager on them winning it this year. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, no, oh yeah. yeah. Well, but then, then again, you check it out. The division is so bad that, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's up for grabs now. I you mean, the, the, the division's terrible. I mean, the Eagles could lose. I mean, they could lose the next three weeks and still be a game out. <laughs> uh, it, it's that bad. Um, and But, hey, these next three games are going to be really important. They, they have three games coming up, against you, two against the Giants, one about against the Cowboys, and it's probably going to go well, a long way to determining uh, how this well, season ends. Well, that should be three wins right there, right? You would think so, Kevin, but I, I'm not banking on anything with this team right now. Okay, God bless, man. Right, Take, man. Care. Take it easy. Yeah, I mean, it, the next few games are, 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 you know, important. As bad as it's been, you win these next three and you're going to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't, I, I feel like I sound like an idiot saying that, <laughs> but it, it's actually true, no, as sad well, as it is. The key to winning the division is winning your division games. I obviously <laughs> didn't get off to a very good start with that this season, but no, you have two. I mean, just they're kind of right, right there for the taking for you these next two weeks. So. I mean, the Eagles could just win the rest of their division games and potentially get in the playoffs. Well, they could, yeah. I mean, that would put them at six, six. nine, and one. Yeah, so nice. That's, yeah, right that's there. A nice final record there. And one. Yeah, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to Steve in Tampa. What's up, Steve? Hey, good morning. How are you? Uh, not bad. Are you excited about your uh, your Tampa Rays, Steve? Are you a Rays fan? Oh uh, yeah, was it the game yesterday? Oh, you were. You were. Was it the game yep. in California? No, they were Green Bay was here. Oh, oh, the ball. I was talking about the red baseball. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Oh, um, God. you know a funny thing, I just realized whoever wins the baseball championship, that city will have two professional wins. Either That's LA right. or here in Tampa. That's right. Yep, it's it's I a know, big, I don't uh, remember that happening before. I will say, Steve, though, you guys did kind of ruin the fun for everybody else. Everybody wanted to see Astros Dodgers. Nobody wants to see the Rays in the World Series. Well, everybody wanted to see the Astros beaten, so. Yeah, well, I just wanted to see the Astros Dodgers because they hate each other. I thought it would have yeah, been a well, fun that series been to watch. fun with fans. Um, I, I don't understand something. Maybe you're smarter than I am. Doubtful. Why in the world would the National Football League schedule a rivalry game between the Giants and the Eagles with only three days rest. Uh, I mean, they they always put a lot of times they'll put divisional games on Thursday night. Uh, the Eagles have played the Giants on Thursday night before. They played on Thursday night a couple years ago. They they do that they, sometimes. I don't remember. I, I I was thinking maybe it was the network who dictated the game. No, I think I mean I don't know how they come up with this with the schedule, but um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what goes into that. Well, I you know. Anyway, I, I, I there's another thing I don't understand. The last play of the game when they went for two points for a tie. Yes. What kind of play was that? I I don't know, Steve. I like I don't know what that play call was. It, it was it made no sense to me at all. I don't know what Doug was thinking. Um, Carson Wentz was hot at that point. Why you wouldn't give him an option to throw the ball? Um, That's what I thought. Yeah, I don't, Steve. I don't know, and uh, I, I, I'll play next segment. We'll talk a little more about that, and I'll play did, you did anybody, talking did, did about. Anybody, it. Did anybody anybody ask the coach that question? Yes, you know? they. Yeah, they did. I have the sound. We'll play it for you next segment. Great. Hey, right. thank you very much. Of course, Steve. Appreciate the call, Bye. man. Good luck in the World Series. Uh, so uh, that's Stephen Tampa. But yeah. We'll play that for you next segment and get to some of the two-point stuff. The two-point thing that's driving me nuts, which I touched on briefly earlier, but we'll get 
more into that next segment and the one at the end of the game um, because uh, that play call made absolutely no sense. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. But, uh, you know, before we hit the break here, we're talking about how the Eagles lost this game and we'll look at the two-pointer at the end, obviously, because it was a, 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 a terrible call and there are a lot of things that the Eagles did in the second half that prevented them from winning the game. But this game was lost in the first half. And that is where too many of the Eagles' games have been lost, not just this year, but in years past. Like, how I feel like forever, at least the last three years, we're going back, and this team just starts so slowly on both sides of the football. And... It can't happen. It puts them in too many holes. Um, and Doug was asked about it after the game. And Doug got very snippy here. Um, what is it with the coaches? And they... Uh, he seems like a nice guy to me. They they, they seem to get... You know, have issue with Les Bowen. I know Chip Kelly hated Les Bowen. Yeah, I, I don't, maybe it's the tone, or I, I'm not sure. They yeah. just like I don't. Maybe he just feels challenged by his expertise. Yeah, but uh, here was um, here was Doug when asked by Les Bowen why the offense could not get anything going in the first half here. Yeah, that's all well and good, but we're six weeks in now. The season's almost halfway over, and you still haven't corrected the issues in the first half. The only first half you played well was the Washington game, then we know how that fell apart. But the Rams game, Eagles come out both sides of the ball, terrible. Cincinnati game, you dig yourself a hole in that one. San Fran, they didn't look great in the first half. Um, obviously in Pittsburgh, a, a poor first half on both sides of the ball. And then get in this game where you're getting nothing going offensively. And on the first drive, like the, the of the all the things the defense did wrong in this one, what bothered me the most, first drive for Baltimore. What was the thing that crushed the Eagles defense more than anything last week? Third and longs. Third and longs. First drive. Third and 10, third and 11. You just allow Baltimore to convert them. You're playing the corners way off. Like, how does that happen? And, yeah, it's good to be a second-half team, I guess. If you're playing your best football in the second half of games, that's typically what you'd like. But not when it just comes because you're so awful in the first half, can't play any worse. And um, that first half is where the game was lost. Uh, We'll talk about the two-point stuff next. Um... But, you know, I it's important to realize this game was lost in the first half, and it was three plays. The Wentz fumble, the Sanders drop, the Elliott miss kick. There is your 17 nothing deficit right there. If you do the things that you need to do, even with your offense struggling, even with your defense uh, going against a, a very dynamic quarterback, the Eagles still could be in a much better position to win this game. If you keep digging yourself these kind of holes, uh, things are not going to get turned around. And I appreciate Doug saying it every week, but I'm not going to take his words to mean anything until things actually start to get corrected. And once again, the first half struggles did not get corrected on Sunday. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Let me get back. Um, I will address... Some of the things with the two-point conversions that are driving people nuts. Um, the final call, which was terrible. And the other thing that 
I, I, I'm going to teach the audience a little, a little math. Uh, we're going to do a little math lesson. And why the criticism of Doug going for the two-point conversion early. I, I, like, I'll explain it next time. I got into this job because I wanted to avoid math. Well, I'm going to have to <laughs> sit you down for a lesson here, Kyle. All um, right, I appreciate that. You can respond by playing my voice cracking again, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, 215-592-9494. Also see Mike in South Philly. We'll talk to Mike when we get back as well. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.